Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. You're probably right about that telecast, but I'm not going to tell everyone what we were just talking about. Nats <laughs> <laughs> Nightly is Fair enough. By, by one triumph, <laughs> subject to being <laughs> off screen. All right, all right, whatever. Drew Storen threw to third and made that error. I said that Wilson Ramos was yelling 3-3-3 three, three, three the whole time, thinking that he meant first base, but he probably meant third base. Doghouse is right. Do you feel better now? Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Now the I'm sorry for nothing ye- to me. <laughs> I'm sorry for yelling at you. Uh, the Nationals <laughs> took a 5-3 lead into the eighth inning. Drew Storen gives up two runs in the eighth. Casey Jansen comes on in the ninth, walk-off home run by Brandon Moss, 8-5 Cardinals, Dave. There was an air of inevitability about all of this. I saw you tweeting the same. I was just waiting for it to all fall apart. It was an ugly game all around. The Nationals were giving out the outs the whole game, giving away outs the whole game, and eventually it just caught up to them, and the Cardinals get the walk-off win. The Nationals drop the one game above 500, while the Cardinals go to 40 games above 500. This is just not the national season. Is it safe to say that at this point? Well, well, yeah, I, I certainly think it's safe to say that. I think it's safe to say that uh, in the middle of the season when they were fighting with all the injuries at once. But um, this game specifically, you know, we can, we can point to two very specific data points here. Um, Keith, on the on the on the ball on the pitch that, that Brandon Moss hit for the three-run home run, that was Casey Jansen's 48th pitch in the last 24 hours. And Jonathan Papelbon was traded for on July 28th, and he's thrown 11 innings. He's thrown 11 <sighs> innings in a month, month and three days. This was yeah, the but big... he couldn't get the save there. There was no right, save. This the... <laughs> yeah. That was the, the big trade, trade deadline acquisition. The Nats had to get a second closer to make the bullpen better, and he's been, he's pitched a grand total of 11 innings in in 35 days. Um, you know that is when you lose. That is when you use a closer. When you 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 use your highest leverage pitcher when the game is on the line. If the game was not on the line when Casey Danson issued that that walk to put two runners on, on there in the bottom of the ninth inning, when the hell is you, are you going to use your high-leverage pitcher? In a safe situation. <laughs> uh, I mean, we want it, 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 it's gone, for me, it's gone beyond comical. It's gone beyond being funny. It's gone beyond making jokes. Matt Williams is incapable, either he's incapable of... of, of of analyzing the situation and 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 deploying his players to um to to get the best results out of them or he is stubbornly um adhering to these rigid rules that he's developed for himself saying well if I'm if if I'm if I'm going to die I'm going to die on with my boots on and I'm going to do it the way that, that that I decide to do it either way he is costing his team wins on a nightly basis Doug has apparently, like Dave said, he's going to die with his boots on. DC Sports Bog and uh, Dan Steinberg quoting Matt Williams on Papelbon after the game. 
We want him closing out game, closing games out. We need a one inning guy there. He brings on Casey Jansen, gives up the game winner. Uh, Dave, I think you're wrong about one thing. I think he is only up to 47 pitches by my count. But obviously, <laughs> are, are you counting the home run pitch? <laughs> yes. Unless the MLB app didn't update, it was 40, 26 last night, 21 tonight. I think that's 47. I'm taking off my shoes so I can count that high. But Drew Storen also gave up the uh, the lead there, Doghouse. Uh, back-to-back singles, an error on a throw to third that we discussed at the beginning, 5-4 to four at that point. Double play grounder brings in the tying run from third, 5-5 to five after eight innings. Drew Storen just once again struggling against the Cardinals, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised at. The Nationals losing to the Cardinals. I believe that's the ninth loss in a row in uh, Bush Stadium, so we probably shouldn't be surprised at that either. Cardinals finding a way to win with their Cardinals hits, even though the Nationals got a bunch of hash brown Cardinals hits earlier in the game. I guess we shouldn't be surprised by any of this at this point. Well, I I, I don't know that, that we can really say that. Uh, this this is still kind of a fluky run. Um, any, any one of these games, the Nationals had a chance, and they had their chances in this game. They they affirmatively made mistakes that resulted in uh, in the Cardinals winning. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm as, as much a one as anyone to say, oh, doom, it was our all foretold in the prophecies of Robert Fick that we would be punished for letting him <laughs> letting him be released. But uh, Robert Fick. <laughs> you can look it up, man. I saw it on the Internet. Um, but... Uh, the Nats made mistakes here. And these are the, you know, we could say, oh, the Cardinals, blah, 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 whatever. The Nats have been making these mistakes against crappy teams too. And and the thing is, if you you make them against good teams like the Cardinals, they're always going to make you pay. If you make them against bad teams like, you know, the Padres or the Marlins, you know, they're only going to make you pay, you know, one or two times out of three. So here – if, if you go out and you don't execute and you, you make errors and you call for people to throw to the wrong base and then you just can't catch anything. Seriously, you know, what are you doing over there, man? Come on. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to pay for it. And, and the Nats paid for it tonight, just like they paid for it last night. We, we can put it on the bullpen management and we can put it on Jansen not executing his pitches because certainly – he didn't execute well, and Maddie could have made a move and brought in someone rested who throws harder and is a little better. Uh, I'm looking at you, Jonathan Papelbon. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Nats made plenty of mistakes to get up to that point. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not all on any one person here. This was a team loss, just like last night was a team loss. David started rough at the beginning, too. Uh, Joe Ross, seven hits, two runs, one earned run in his last two starts and 13 innings pitched. He's approaching his as-yet-undisclosed innings or pitch limit for the year. Uh, gives up six walks in two and two-thirds. It took him 47 innings into his major league career before he gave up his sixth walk, spraying the ball all over the place. Didn't look like he had any command tonight. A few people on Twitter mentioned that it reminded them of Strasburg and the way he looked right before he got shut down. Now, there's no injury involved in Joe Ross's situation, obviously, but he's up way more, uh, about 
26 or more innings over his previous high for a season. Just didn't look like he had it tonight. It could just be an off thing because he looked really good last two times out on the mound there, but just didn't have it tonight. After Out after just two and two-thirds, only gives up one hit, but three earned runs, six walks, three Ks, through 68 pitches, just 29 of them for strikes before he was out of the game. Well, the the good thing about um, Williams allowing Jansen to, to give up another game tonight is that it, it's going to force people to remember that instead of him instead of remembering that he allowed Joe Ross to walk four batters in an inning, three in a row, and, and, and including forcing a run in with a walk, and not getting a reliever up after the first or second walk, but not getting a reliever up until the, after the third walk. And that reliever um, is a starter that takes longer to warm up than a reliever does. Um, so, so at least people, so at least people won't be talking about that. Um, bullpen mismanagement instead of they'll be talking about the, the Jansen bullpen and, and Papelbon bullpen mismanagement. They won't even remember that, that, that Williams allowed Joe Ross to walk four guys in an inning before he got a reliever up. So um, so congratulations to Matt Williams on, on that aspect of, of his bullpen mismanagement tonight. Um, it, it's coupled, coupled, with the, coupled with the idea that the pitcher spot led off the next hit. Um, but I guess the way it turned out uh, they only had two bullpen arms left at the end of the game, um, so you know they they would have, you know, he just would have used another reliever at that point, and and they would have run out of, of of arms earlier than they did anyway. I'm just I'm not even making any sense anymore. It just um, much like much like this next season, I've stopped making sense. <laughs> Uh, dog has, they also knocked the uh, Cardinals starter Marco Gonzalez out early, down four nothing before uh, Joe Ross's struggles in the bottom of the fourth inning, or was it the third inning? Who really cares at this point? It was the third inning. Uh, Anthony Rendon with a two-run double, sack fly by Harper, yet another home run by Ryan Zimmerman, knocked them out after two and two-thirds as well. Uh, left-hander really didn't have a whole lot. Uh, he had a nice change-up working early, but the Nationals seemed to figure him out pretty quickly. He put up four runs, and then it was a race for the ninth inning after that, even though they managed to add one in the seventh. Yeah, it was. Uh, this this was the dreaded some guy I never heard of that after the, the first inning, I was just convinced that, that he was going to go you know seven and give up no runs. So it was, it was nice that at least the Nats managed to to start waiting him out and uh, you know make him throw them strikes. And it turns out he couldn't hit the corners all of a sudden, and that everything was over the plate. And the Nats made some good contact on it. They scored some runs. And then what do you know? The the opposing manager took out an ineffective pitcher and put in a, a more effective one, which is. Uh, an interesting approach. I'm not sure I understand quite what was going on there, but maybe that's something that we can consider doing, you know, on the Nationals team uh, the next year. But it, at least the Nets did make the adjustment and managed to score some runs there uh, b- before all the wheels came off on uh, Joe Ross hitting, I guess, the wall for the entire season there uh, in the third inning. And two of the Cardinals runs tonight, walked in one, one of them on a bases loaded hit by pitch once Fister took over just to make it hurt a little more. They almost blew the lead earlier in the game, Dave, in the sixth inning, uh, still 4-3 at that point. Mark, Matt Thornton gives up a leadoff double. 
cards try to bunt the runner over. Wilson Ramos goes for the aggressive uh, play to try to get the lead runner. You know Escobar can't pick the throw that he bounces first and third at that point. Blake Trining comes on, uh, swinging bunt. Trining tries to throw to first, pulls Zimmerman off the bag. Base is loaded at that point, one out. But Johnny Peralta grounds into a 4-6-3. I wipe my brow at that point and think, well, they got through that inning. We'll see if they can get through the next one, which they managed to with Felipe Rivero pitching a scoreless inning. But like I mentioned earlier in the show, they were just giving away outs the whole game, barely escaped there, trying to manage to get the double play to get them out of that inning, but didn't hold up afterwards. Well, no. I mean, the, the Nats had one uh, recorded error. They made several other defensive miscues that didn't go as errors. Um, you know, we, we, we've said it before. I mean, a, a, you know, championship baseball is built around pitching and defense and, and getting runners on base. And, and the Nats really um, aren't an effective defensive team. They haven't been um, – Really, they haven't been ever in its franchise's history. They've had um, seasons where they've been better than others, but um, but they're a very mediocre defensive team. And um, you know, we've seen it time and time again throwing throwing to the wrong base, uh, physical errors, mental errors. Uh, we saw it again tonight. And um, and you know, the Nats generated enough offense tonight: twelve hits and two walks, five runs that that should win most ball games. But when you continue to um, when you continue to give uh, give teams extra outs and, um, and 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 intentionally walk batters and unintentionally walk batters um, by putting you know putting more base runners on, you just compound uh, compound your uh, chances for failure. And, and the Nats continually to do that. I mean, it, it, it's frustrating. Um, it, it's frustrating that, that, that the Nats have all this talent. Um, and, and and they are a very talented team. I mean, this is a team that, that at the beginning of the season, everybody looked at the talent assembled and said, this team is going to contend. But this team gives away games like it's candy on Halloween. And it's just it's just hard to take watching it night after night after night. The defense, the poor decision-making, uh, the, the managerial decisions, um, you know, beyond the physical part of the game, uh, this team has to be one of the least – um, disciplined and quote unquote baseball smart teams uh, we've seen in Washington. It just they continue to make uh, silly and stupid mental baseball errors on a nightly basis. Doug Hassan, go to you first on this one, but Dave, your opinion as well. With this all coming to a head, the Nationals just a game over 500 now. I think they're uh, six and a half, or yeah, Mets lost today, so I think they stay six and a half back in the East. Uh, is this all coming to a head on a daily basis now? We're reading articles just ripping apart Matt Williams' managerial decisions in every game. Is there any way the Nationals can avoid having to do something here at this point? Uh, we talked in recent weeks about all the injuries and everything, and they're at least being justification for saying this isn't all Matt Williams' fault. But with the headlines every day and stories being written about how he's taking a big part in blowing some of these games and kind of piling on him at this point, are the Nationals going to have to make a move at some point, or do you think they stick with Matt Williams going through the rest of the season at least? I I, I don't know. At, at this point, i got to say, with, with all the, the lack of execution we've seen from the Nationals and the injuries and the Babbitt and the left on base, oh, heavens, the left on base, uh, you know, Maddie. Maddie could be the the second coming of Casey Stengel and Earl Weaver's love child, and and I I don't think the Nats would be that much closer to contention than they are right now. 
that said, he, he may well end up being sacrificed to fan sentiment uh, just so that, you know, the, the Nats can say, well, you know, we hear you, we're making a change, we're improving things. Because it's it's going to be a lot of easy it's going to be easier for fans to swallow that it was all Maddie's fault and here we fixed it rather than you know people were hurt and underperformed too bad the team sucked this year huh we thought it was going to be good you know that's that's a little bit harder to take so I, I can certainly see Maddie getting sacrificed uh, I I don't see Rizzo as one to really give in to those sorts of calls but. I also see him as as a very canny baseball man. And in my not terribly informed opinion as a fan, I, I think Matty hasn't been the best manager uh, with bullpen management. Um, I, I'm not sure if, if I as Rizzo would fire him over that, but, you know, I, I can see him doing something because, I don't understand how Rizzo's brain works, and it's it's much smarter than mine when it comes to baseball. So he, he might do some magical thing instead. Dave, how do you see it playing out going forward? Well, I, I don't see Mike Rizzo firing uh, Matt Williams. Uh, his comments uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago, whenever it was, um, Knowing Rizzo's personality, he seems the type of guy that um, that he's not going to make a change here with four weeks left in the season. Um, I, I, and, and honestly, I don't know what, what it could do. I mean, you can make a change for change's sake, um, but that rarely accomplishes anything. I mean, the, the list of teams that have changed managers with a month to go and miraculously overcame a a six-and-a-half game deficit to make the playoffs, I think, um, is probably really short. Um, You know, and it's something that that needs to be evaluated. I'm sure Rizzo is going to um, look at all the man games lost to injury this year and balance that against against Williams' performance. But the bottom line is that when you have such a thin margin of error, um, every – uh, every decision gets magnified, and right now, um, uh, Grant Paulson uh, um, tweeted out tonight. It seems like every button that Matt, that Matt Williams pushes right now is the wrong one, um, and, and that's why it gets magnified because either you don't have enough offense, or the defense is failing, or the pitching is letting you down, and it puts the manager into a worse position. Um, the problem, though, is that these issues that Matt Williams continues to have, he has had since he started as a manager and he's making the same decisions over and over and over again on a repeated basis. So he, it's, it's obvious he feels very strongly in how to do things with regards to the bullpen management. Um, and he is not going to change those things. And that's something that Rizzo has to um, take into consideration when he decides to whether to retain Matt Williams as the manager or not. Astros drive an 8-5 decision tonight, 66-65 and 65 on the year. One more St. Louis tomorrow. Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Everyone go watch a movie or something or go to sleep since it's already 12-19 or whatever. Talk to you all tomorrow. Go Nats.